0: Hello, and welcome back to Insane Rhetoric. Today's topic is about Naomi Osaka. We wanted to put out our two cents about her decision to take care of herself. So sit back and enjoy the ride that is Insane Rhetoric.
1: Welcome to Insane Rhetoric with my host, Faye aka (laughs) ice mike and fire mr r williams you know what it is we out here talking about naomi osaka And the situation that everybody is weighing in on today, they are weighing in on her doing press conference or not doing a press conference. Will it hurt her career or will it not hurt her career? And she's backing off of everything for us, we know, because of her mental health status. So what do you say?
0: Bullshit! (laughs) That's what I say. B.S. And not not you, Naomi, because we love you, girl right i'm talking about all these people the haters that's trying to tell you to be cuckoo for cocoa pups so they can make money off the gambling they're doing yeah. so they can make money off of your hard sweat because you the one playing tennis girl right it ain't
1: nobody else. It ain't nobody else that's putting in the hard work like that. It ain't none of the uh, what what we call those people, the paparazzi, the, the people who are taking all the pictures, the people who are setting up the, uh, the press conference. It ain't none of them that's out there early in the morning, grinding, working your body and taking it through to be the best you that you can be. It ain't none of them. So forget what they talking about, because they ain't talking about nothing. And just because. They want the money. Your insight might not even be that. It might be just because you love to play the game. So go out and have fun, Miss Naomi Osaka, and do whatever it is you're going to do, but forget everybody that ain't trying to be in your corner because if you have a mental breakdown, they ain't going to be nowhere around. None of
0: these people (laughs) going to be nowhere around if she have a mental breakdown. And she got into the game probably the way All of us got into that thing we're passionate about when it comes to sports or music or, you know, film, whatever. Mm -hmm. whatever. Even people who like to work on computers, like, and that's what they do. That's their passion, coding and all of that. Bill Gates got into that and did that and made that money on that because that's what he liked to do. Yeah. When he got tired of doing it, he stopped doing it. He stopped doing it. Serena, I think I heard I read Serena getting ready to retire. Mm-hmm. So she listened to her body probably mm-hmm. and was like, Girl, you can make money doing other things now.
1: I mean I know and, you and,
0: like to play tennis, but it's time for you to stop playing tennis. Like but
1: look, but look at her. If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. First of all, she's married to a billionaire.
0: <laughs> but she don't even need she, she she like Beyonce, she don't need that man to pay her bills. Right. She
1: don't. So, But I'm just saying, it ain't like that if something was to happen, that she wouldn't be taken care of, first and foremost. Then, on top of that, I think that Serena has her own tennis clothing line, if I'm not mistaken, uh. Then she models. Then she uh. does, uh, I think, what, what is it, uh, what is the name of the skin company for women? Uh, it's the S. Day Lauder. One of them big companies that she does uh, modeling for For that hurt one of her endorsements. So really, do you need that? Like, I, I think we read her, uh, Naomi's net worth right now at 23 years old was like $55 million. Okay. For, for, for those who don't know, if you had a million dollars in the bank right now, anybody who had a million dollars in the bank, you can live off the interest for the rest of your life off a million dollars. So $55 million. Okay, you can cover a whole bunch of people's lifetime. You can cover
0: 55 million people
1: <laughs> for a mm, lifetime. So, I'm just
0: tired. What are you I, like, people are always hating yeah, for hating's sake. And, you know, Naomi, girl, do you, boo? That's it. You you got into tennis because you like to play tennis. You've been playing since you was like two or three years old, just like the rest of us. If we did yeah. something, we got into it when we was young. Okay, yeah. Miss Mr. Copeland didn't start to, she was 13, but still, that's young. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying, you got into it because you was young. It was that thing that popped your eyes open was like, Ooh, I want to do that. Okay. So right. you started doing that right, and right. it was enough for you to be seen at age 16. And then you start popping off. Then you beat, the, then you beat the queen Serena. Okay. Okay. Hey, right. No right there. Okay. Okay. She knew she had, to, she knew she had to get beat someday. Just like Muhammad Ali. Okay. Everybody. All right. Cause you know, you got to bring in the old with the new, yeah. but baby. I'm telling you, the days of us seeing celebrities that's just like getting drunk, popping off drugs, you know, hitting people, doing all this stuff, cause they got all this anxiety and, and depression and whole bunch of stuff going on. Baby, we're tired of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Forget that. Forget that. Like I say, like I say to you, Naomi, Osaka, check it out. If whatever you wanna do, as long as when you lay down You are cool with your decisions. That's the only thing that matters. Nothing else matters. And take your
0: money to the bank.
1: And and, and invest it and do whatever you want to do. You you had an opportunity. You have an opportunity to find somebody else who's just as passionate as you. Take the time and open you up a school and start to train them and produce more tennis players that are bad as Arthur Ashes, Serena, and Venus Williams, and all these other greats. But look
0: at Billie Jean King absolutely that girl was old girl already now she was much younger than mm-hmm. what's his name what was his name mm-hmm. the one she beat
1: I, I bobby, reeds, bobby, bobby reeds yeah mm-hmm.
0: but she was i mean she was kind of like she was up there she yeah. was she was probably about the age of serena and them now yeah right yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. bobby reeds was you know popping off because he was a man he could beat. okay but still, like, you can go and sit out. Serena and Venus have done it a couple of times. Yeah, Sit down and came like, back. Sit down and came back. And, you know, yes, it will be harder for you to recondition your muscles and do what you need to do. But, girl, you already a champion, so we know you got the heart of a champion. Just right. so go sit down, man.
1: Yeah, take the, time, take the time and get your mind together, get your body together, get your mental state together, and whatever it is you want to do, that's because you want to do it, not because somebody is forcing you to do something. Because when you force a person to do something, that's a form of slavery. That's not being free in nothing because you're being made to do it. And I disagree with that wholeheartedly. You think about, uh, what's my man named, Uh Uncle Charlie Wilson? Charlie Wilson came from the Gap Band. And when the Gap Band And then went to the Man, horrible. But then he reinvented himself and came back and now he's on everybody's music as a feature. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you just think about it. It don't matter what you do, how you do it, as long as you want to do it, and you can reinvent yourself when it's time to do it, you can make it pop. Forget everybody.
0: Forget them. They ain't nobody. Really? They not they don't have nothing to do with you being the healthiest person you could be for you. Yeah. And I mean, look, both sisters, Venus and Serena, have just kinda like they just put the press in check about Naomi. Yeah. So your sisters got you. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I think that... Listen,
1: listen, listen. Most people want to see a person rise to the top and then be in the game so long that they can't do it no more. One thing I am very remiss about is one of my favorite boxers, how he went under. And don't get me wrong, I love this guy. But Muhammad Ali took so many blows to the face and different things to his body where he just kept doing what he could do. But as he got older, he couldn't sustain that anymore. Instead of getting out when he was somewhat healthy, then he, he basically went down in his sport. If you at the top of your game <laughs> and you satisfied because you know you can do it, pull out. Because you not already, you not already did what you said you was gonna do or what you wanted to do, and then you shocked the world, you shocked the world in doing it. You know, so we think about like um Faye, hey, you remember uh Donnie Hathaway. Donnie Hathaway, brilliant from St. Louis,
0: brilliant musician. But that mental health was kicking his butt. But his mental health was beating him to death, and his family. Yes,
1: I mean, boy could sing, play like nobody's business. But he was but seeing the, people. Man, it, it, it's 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 something. You know, uh, what what is another one? Uh, uh the great Nina Simone. Same oh, thing. My, same thing same thing on stage the perfect entertainment and uh entertainment icon but when she got off and off that stage it was something totally different
0: tearing herself down to... but but she was a brilliant mind as far as business and all that too yes but but that that but that that man that mental health tore her up Did
1: yeah i mean so you have people like this i mean You know, you think about greats like Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton, this list goes on. A lot of them people battle with the same things. Uh, uh, The great um, Einstein had a mental problem, you know, very brilliant when it came to numbers. But when you ask them a question, you just like say, hey, hey, what's your phone number? Like, man, I don't know. You know, it's in the phone book. I ain't got time to remember that. Just different little things that made him who he was. Thomas Edison, same thing. I mean, you think about all these great people, but you think about would they still be here if somebody would have helped them with a mental illness? And you are looking at, and I commend you, you're 23 years old. You are looking at yourself at
0: 23. And saying, I got to take a break.
1: And I'm I, I got to take a break. And most people in their 30s and 40s don't look into themselves to try to fix what's going on with them. I endorse therapy. Now, if you can get a therapist and you need to talk to somebody, talk For to really? somebody, because then you won't be another Oklahoma City bombing happen.
0: Look, Roger Federer, Roger Federer, okay. He Now, look, he say... He need to he he haven't he haven't played but maybe about 6 games because of COVID, right? Uh-huh. in the last year, but he say he got to withdraw from the same event because of his health, but not his mental health. He trying to keep he I think he just had a surgery, double knee surgery. Mm-hmm. And um you know rehab, that's what he trying to trying to make sure he don't think he up to par Uh physically Uh so he done pull himself out Uh now okay in my view health is health
1: yeah whether it be physical
0: health or mental health people don't realize mental health can break you down even more than Physical. physical health
1: yeah yeah
0: because physical health I mean, you can, look, you can take a pill for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. But physical health, it, you know, it's there, that's it. You take the pill or you get the operation, it's fixed, right? Mm-hmm. Mental health, you got to take the pill or you, and but, but not only do you have to take the pill or whatever the medication is, but you also got to do the work, the mental work that mm-hmm. says, okay, here's my trigger i got to remember when this happened i can't go off on the deep edge right like it's you gotta change change the people you with or Mm -hmm. the way you deal with these people to keep yourself from man okay so you know i always got a story yeah come on with it okay y'all y'all know i be purging (laughs) y'all heard baby daddy okay yeah y'all, y'all know i'll be purging so it was like i think my son might have been about mm, i can't remember what year it was but i want to say my daughter was getting ready to, was almost ready to go my oldest daughter was almost ready to go off to school so maybe she was she could have been about Seventeen or Uh eighteen, which meant would have made him about fifteen or sixteen. Okay, okay, and I'm going about my life, man. Like I'm going to they different events. I'm working. I'm, I mean, and I had I I had a job where you know I would be up all night and all day. Like I was, 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 that's when I was doing some IT stuff. Okay, and then like. You know, then I, and back then, you know, my kids was at home with me, so I cooked, and the only way I knew how to cook, like, I, I don't know how, to, okay, y'all, guess what, I don't know how to cook box food, like, I can't cook many rice. Don't laugh at me, everybody, don't laugh, <laughs> I can't, I, I know, you just put it in the, in the water and let it cook for five minutes, let it steam for five minutes, but it still be hard, y'all, I can't cook out of a box, okay, <laughs> I, I can't cook out of a box. So you know I cook everything from scratch. That's that's probably why I don't like to cook today because like it takes too long. <laughs> okay. So anyway, oh okay, I digress. Okay. So I had to take my son to the doctor for something. Uh-huh. The family doctor or whatever this was was going on with him, and it was the nurse. They used to always make me the last appointment. Uh-huh. Because we'd be in there laughing they can mm. take their time and we'll be in there laughing right so it was the nurse that said what's wrong with you and i'm just sitting there like i've been working doing what i do and i was like oh nothing i'm good i'm just tired she said uh-huh she did she did, she did. just like that she said uh-huh. <laughs> so then she called the doctor and the doctor came in she was looking at me how you doing I was like, i'm mm. good she did what she was gonna do with my son Right, mhm, and clearly it was nothing you know real private because I could still be in there with him at sixteen, right okay? right, okay, I don't remember what it was, but it was whatever, okay, right, right. and so the doctor walked out and came back in with these papers, these papers, Mhm, she said, Fill this out for me, I thought it was something for my son, mhm. So I looked at it and saw all these strange questions on there. She said, "Just fill it out, mm-hmm. best of your ability. Don't worry about it. Just answer. We all right. friends here."
1: Right.
0: I said, "Okay." So I filled it out. She took the paper to her office. She came back with it and she said, "Do you have long and and short term disability on your job? Do you do you mm-hmm. have that?" Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, y'all got both." She said, well, let's sign up for short-term disability, and then we'll see if we need to sign up for long-term disability. Mm-hmm. I said, what are you talking about? She said, well, I see some depression issues here. I said, what's depression issues? She said, well, you know, I kept asking you, the nurse kept asking you, we want to know what's wrong with you. She said, you're not yourself. I said, what you talking about? I'm not myself, I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. So it was manifesting itself in me as tired. Mm-hmm. Because I was just going and I was going and I was being a mom and I had these kids and it was just, Mm -hmm. I was just going and it just going. One was getting ready to go off to school. I was just going and I was just going. I was on going on adrenaline. I was just going Mm -hmm. right. Best thing that ever happened to me before I went, let me tell you something too. So I, I went on, I was off, man, I, Best thing ever happened to me, I got paid to be off work for a whole year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never went outside. Wow. It wasn't until then that I realized the anxiety I had to just step off the curve to go mm-hmm. somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't realize I, I was like this because I was with my kids all the time. So, you know, I had one on one side, one on the other. So I'm going with them. I didn't realize I was depending upon them to get me out of the house to go do these things I needed to do for my family right 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 until right. they had to just they was old enough to take their cell, so now I'm in there and I gotta step off the curb mm-hmm. to go to the grocery store and I came I was like i'm looking i'm i I really was the first time it happened I was just like, wait a minute wait. Uh,
1: i i and i and I get you uh Two things. I got a story. Since we telling stories, I got two. Uh, first story, you know, uh, earlier this year, I buried my, fr- my favorite uncle. And um, he was, I mean, a brilliant dude. PhD from BYU and Harvard as a writer. I mean, brilliant. Grew up with him. He taught me a lot of different things. He was a functioning manic depression he went into just series of downsides but what i didn't know about him and how some forms of depression works he would be down one time so low and just would not want to be bothered but then when it switched over he would be up and running and energetic and that was the high side of depression I did not understand that because I thought it was just him being him. But now when the chemical imbalance changed, it went so far up that he had to do everything and be moving and get it done and do this and do that. So there was no happy medium in between. It was either extremely low or extremely high. And the fact that he didn't want to take certain medications He never found the balance in between what he needed to do. Uh, My auntie told me about him not too long ago. He was so, so brilliant in what he did. And a lot of the stuff that he wrote has been implemented in companies around the world. It is crazy. But he was so influential in what he did, he couldn't go to a job and stay there eight hours and work through that because he was so up and down. And, and that is something. And I'm going to tell you about a form of mental health concerning me. I remember uh, that my granddaddy, he was one of those people who worked for union Pacific, always kept money and different things, but my granddaddy was always on the go. And I watched him. He always on the go. And I had picked that up from him being around him so much. I got to be doing something. I got to be moving. So one particular time I was recording for uh, a gospel artist years ago, and we was in the studio, and I was mixing the music that we had recorded, and I was just up, and I was in the studio for 78 hours without no sleep. Then one day I woke up in the hospital (laughs) and I was just like, how did I get hurt? Mentally exhausted, body said, lay down.
0: (laughs) So part two of my story is that I got, went back to work and all of this right and it was several years later and I went to I went to the doctor to get some reading material for my son. Something that was specifically male that I didn't know how to talk to him about. Mm -hmm. And so I went, you know, in the doctor's office, they have a lot of reading material. And the lady was like, again, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. The doctors took one look at me. She was like, I'm getting you into the doctor right now. I was like, I ain't going to have an appointment. She said, I'm getting you to, I go into the doctor. The doctor took one look at me and said this. Either you take yourself to the hospital or I'm going to put you in an ambulance. He just looked at me. So I went there sign myself into the loony Band. that's what i called it now look at here y'all don't don't get mad at me don't call me don't call me because i called it there for myself i wasn't calling it there for nobody else i really like the place let me tell you why i like that place so much mm-hmm. because when i got there I signed myself in right
1: mm-hmm.
0: i slept for two days straight mm-hmm hmm the people look the first time they tried to wake me up i was cussing them out <laughs> by the time they woke me up the second time they was like we have to wake you up I, yeah yeah yes
1: yeah
0: so I, then I, they told me what i had right because not mine because now, now you know you don't woke me up and you know made me talk and give you papers and all this stuff so then they told me what i had okay hmm so this okay look mental health people don't get mad at me this is how i deal with my own stuff right right i don't say it out loud to other people because i take this seriously because i deal with this myself sometimes i call them take my crazy pills i gotta take my crazy pills mm-hmm. absolutely now i don't, i ain't had to take them in a while because now i i feel it i know what it feels like when it's coming Mm-hmm. And I put myself on quiet. I don't answer the phone. I don't talk to people. I I Okay. Right? Because so, I know what I gotta do now. I've done it twice now. I know what I gotta do. Right. And I get my rest. Right. Okay. And I like going to the to the place. It was a lady in there, she was in the paddy cell. They she they really had her in the paddy cell she was in there screaming. But I didn't hear her because I was asleep. Right. Okay. But I look. They gave me the little socks. I call them my crazy socks. Look, mental health people, don't call me. That's just what I call hospital socks. That's what I call the hospital socks. As you can see, we had so much fun talking about this topic that we had to split it up into two parts. And we are so serious about this topic of mental health and we hope you come back to join us for part two of Naomi Osaka takes me time. In the meantime, you can visit us at insane rhetoric.com on Instagram and on Facebook and Twitter. And we also hope that you'll follow our podcast so that you'll never miss an episode of insane rhetoric. Hope to see you soon.